you think back to 2014, this is the beginning of the direct-to-consumer era of VC capital, okay? So VC is venture capital, right? It's a ton of people that pool their money together, a company that comes in and invests that on behalf of these people. If you look at the Uber and the Smile Direct Club model, the Uber model, the passengers loved it, right? If you were an avid Uber fan, you were on the side of Uber pushing for regulators to update it to make it so that Uber was legal. I remember when like Austin banned Lyft and Uber in Austin and everybody freaked out. It only lasted, I think, for like a week before it finally came back in. Smile Direct Club did not have a fanatic fan base. They were pissing off one in every 10 clients because the outcome wasn't that good. Focus on the fundamentals of building your business because that's the only thing you can control in the long run and that'll help you achieve what you dream of. What happens with all these patients? They had to have tens of thousands of patients in the middle of treatment, right? At least. I was a dentist and I said, hey, anybody who's with Smile Direct Club, if you come in and show me that you were either in treatment or you paid for treatment, I'm going to do your aligner treatment for you and I'm going to discount the cost that you paid for the Smile Direct Club. But let's say you charge 5000 you dropped it down $1,800, you are pretty much breaking even at that point. Welcome back to another episode of Dental Rift. I'm your host, co-host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. My name is Tanner Applegate. I am the CEO and founder of Unified Dental. We are a password management solution solving the password epidemic of the dental world. Ooh, epidemic. I love the way you, you leveled up on that word there. That's a good one. All right. So we're going to talk about Smile Direct Club today because that's a really hot topic. It, it not only impacts dentists, it impacts patients. And there's a huge, huge, huge marketing opportunity here, Tanner, that I want to talk through with you. I haven't told anybody about it. As I was studying this, some things popped into my head. So we'll share that at the end. But um, before we do that, I don't know if you've noticed this, but we just had one of our podcasts go pretty, not crazy viral, but pretty over a thousand views on uh, on Apple or on uh, YouTube. Um, and that's that's really good for us. So that was that was pretty cool that 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 went so uh, so many views on on YouTube. So um, okay, so let's talk about Smile Direct Club. Let's first talk about, we're going to talk about the rise and fall of them, what happens to the patients who get stuck at Smile Direct Club, and then the marketing opportunity that might be before us. So what, let's talk about the rise and fall. Like, what are, what are your thoughts on, on Smile Direct Club? Yeah, let me go through the, let me go through the timeline of, of Smile Direct Club and kind of give you some key points, right? So starting in 2014, if you think back to 2014, this is the beginning of the direct-to-consumer era of VC capital, okay? So VC is venture capital, right? It's a ton of people that pool their money together, a company that comes in and invests that on behalf of these people. VC specifically is looking for high-growth opportunities, and they have this historical thing where they think in group mindset. Right. So all these VCs are out there following what other VCs do and they invest in the same type of companies. Smile Direct Club was born in the direct consumer market. So if you think about things like Allbirds or there's some pans that my wife brought because they were like supposed to be the Tesla for pans or whatever, right? It was the phase in which VC was just throwing money at any of these companies that were changing up an industry by going directly to the consumer and cutting out the middleman. Okay. Smile Direct Club was just that. 
right? So it started in 2014, 2015, 2016, they landed some big investments. They scaled super rapidly. They started dumping all their money into marketing. And then in 2018, that's where they really started. Like they, they went investment A, series A, series B in 2015, 16. Then in 2018, they got their largest investment. And that's really where they, they just blew up. Right? That was where you were seeing them every single place, Instagram, all your social media feeds had a Smile Direct Club, every other page, right? You would see them. Honestly, they started doing billboards. They started doing uh, in-person shops, et cetera. And in 2019, they filed for IPO, right? So they went public on the market. They have to release all their financials. They got everything in place. 2019 was it for them. That's like the height of any kind of VC-backed company, which they did so at an $8 billion valuation, Okay. But September 2019, what happened shortly thereafter, Gary? Hey, Happy New Year, and thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got something really, really important to share with you that's going to bring massive impact to your practice. So every year, things change in your market. Every single year, people move, incomes change, populations change, and it's really important that you stay up to date with that. And one of the things that we offer to all of our customers, and we want to offer it to all of our listeners completely for free, is mapping out your new patients. So we're not going to only show you where your new patients are coming from on a map, just like this above, but we're also going to show you the income areas that they're coming from, the different boxes of income, as well as the populations to make sure that you have supporting areas to where you can attract more new patients. And lastly, we're going to map out all of your competition for you for free. This is 100% for free, no obligation. And we're really excited to share this with all of our listeners. So all you have to do is go to maps.smcnational.com. And it's first come, first serve. We're not going to offer this forever. So if you want to get this, get in now, get all your new patients mapped out for the new year. We're looking forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. 2019, this little thing, this little bug popped up in the world and kind of kind of threw a wrench in everybody's plans. Little bug. So during this pandemic, which is weird to me that they did this, but they ended up really struggling during the pandemic. Yeah, you'd think more people, because there was a lot of free money floating around during that time and a lot of people sitting at home and on the computer. Why, why, why is that? That is strange to me too. I think that when they went IPO, they changed a lot of their, their uh, leadership structure. <laughs> and so they started running into operational issues. But yeah, I mean, to me, the pandemic should have been the height of their yeah income but instead it was the opposite well so so what was the crux of their downfall though outside okay so from a dentist perspective it's like yeah bro you still kind of need a dentist to be involved right so that that was part of it they ticked off the dental community at whole but they're not the first ones to do that invisalign did the same thing they they absolutely rocked the boat in the ortho world uh and still figured out a way to make it work so what what from your perspective i have some thoughts what what happened why did they fall apart um, so they, first off, they started running into a lot of lawsuit issues, right? There was, um, there was a lot of people upset about the controversial, whether that worked or not, right? They started getting some PR about how it wasn't working and they were spending a ton of money just in these, these lawsuits, right? So that was one of the falls. And I think that operationally inside, they started, they, they, like I said, they did a restructure internally which also just started creating these problems. And so when you're based on social media, social media can be your rise and it can also be your fall. 
So when you piss off enough people on a social media app, they start talking negatively. That thing spirals really fast. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another angle of why I think they failed as well. I, I don't disagree with those. I, I think you're spot on, but I'm gonna break down from a math standpoint. Their CAC or cost to acquire a customer, or in the dental world, a lot of times it's called the cost per start, was became too high, and they were only charging eighteen hundred dollars per start. So when you're charging eighteen hundred dollars per start. And your cost, I bet you at, at certain points, I don't know the numbers, I haven't seen them, but I would be willing to bet that they were floated up into 500 to $1,000 cost per start at certain times when people weren't buying. And th- if, if those are your numbers, the, the math don't math. Well, I think that, that math don't math would be valid if the what we just said what didn't all tie together, right? The fact that they did have consumers at home, the consumers did have extra money to spend like to me, I think their CAC should have gone drastically down during the pandemic. Yeah, and it went it went up. Yeah, they. But from all the articles I read, that they're everything else in the VC world. I was just gonna say everything in the VC world though is that they're highly subsidized because of the amount of money that they raise for the first ten years or so. I mean, if you look at Uber, I don't know if you remember this, but early days of Uber rides, man, they were pretty much giving them away. Yeah, I remember that. And then as soon as they got bought out by PE or and had to go out and actually make a profit, their rates went way up. Ah, uh, so you think you think they were kind of hanging on? So it was like, hang on for dear life, just make it out. The problem is though, too, is like this is medical. So like it, it, they they broke a lot of rules. A lot of these companies break rules as they grow. So Uber is a great example of that, where they were like, uh, everybody everybody was like, no, there's laws for taxis that protect taxi companies. You can't just come in here and do this. And Uber was like, okay, sue us, bro. And they just, and they kept opening up and opening up and opening up. And they stayed two steps ahead of all the lawsuits, but they're still not in a lot of, Uber's still not in a lot of countries because they've, they've kept them out from, from through litigate litigation. It, it sounds like Smile Direct Club just got, they, they couldn't stay ahead of it. They couldn't stay ahead of the lawsuits. I think the problem was, too, if you look at the Uber and the Smile Direct Club model, the Uber model, the passengers loved it, right? And if you were an avid you Uber fan, you were fast. I mean, you were on the side of Uber pushing for regulators to update it to make it so that Uber was legal. I remember when like Austin banned Lyft and Uber in Austin and everybody freaked out. It only lasted, I think, for like a week before it finally came back in. That's hilarious. Smile Direct Club did not have a fanatic fan base. They were pissing off one in every 10 clients because the outcome wasn't that good. I actually, so I have people I work with that tried to do Smile Direct Club and they were like, but it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't actually, yeah. like I got stuck in the middle of my treatment. 1800 may seem cheap, but let me tell you, it's very expensive when you have to go back and drop another full five grand to get it actually completed right. Okay. So that's my next, my next point that I want to talk through you. What happens with all these patients? How many pay, they had to have tens of thousands of patients in the middle of treatment, right? L- at least. Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's finish out this, uh, let's finish out this, um, timeline though real fast. Okay. Right. So 28 pandemic issue is they really start struggling during that time. 21, 22, they start restructuring, cutting costs. And then in 2022 or towards the end of it, that's when they officially declared bankruptcy. Actually it was earlier, I think it's 2023. They officially declared bankruptcy. And so what bankruptcy allowed them to be able to do is they went and restructured all their debt which also meant that they weren't as liable to their consumers. 
So once they structured bankruptcy, that was long enough ago. They've been in operations between now and then that I'm hoping that the number of people that were in treatment were able to finish treatment, but there are definitely going to be some of those that signed up during that time that are going to be abandoned. So this is where we can go and talk about the abandoned. Okay. So let's, let's, so what happens to those patients? So how many, how many patients do you think Smile Direct Club actually has in the middle of treatment when they're like, we're not doing this anymore? I was reading articles in England, uh, from other countries, the US, obviously. There was a lot of people. I think it's, it has to be in the tens of thousands, right? There's no way. It's just like, yeah, I have no idea. I couldn't even give you a, a broad stroke. Well, could it, could it be a thousand, like a company that big? They're big. Like, it's not a thousand people. Well, I mean, let's go do, I mean, let's go look up their stock if we can actually still find their stock because I'd be curious what their revenues were for 2022. Financial statements. I'm going to ChatGPT. So I'm going to ask ChatGPT, how many patients did Smile Direct Club see per month? Let's see if it, if it has any ideas. So fourth quarter of 2022, they had $87 million in revenue. Let's just say hypothetically half of that. I mean, I don't, I don't, I have to pull up their actual though. Okay. So then all in all, yeah. So they did about 87 million end of 2024. So 87 million, let's just say for this quarter divided by two grand per each person. So in the fourth quarter, if they got $87 million in revenue, that means they got about 43,000 customers in just Q4 2022. And those are all people stuck at treatment because they didn't get the treatment done in two months, right? And that already is taken into account decline, right? So that was a 22% dip compared to the quarter before and a 40, 31% dip year over year. Okay, so so they've already like started the decline, and so if they decline to forty three thousand patients, I mean, you can only imagine that they at least kept that trajectory of decline. But in Q one of twenty twenty three, they probably got another forty thousand or so, thirty five thousand Q two. So they're going to easily be upwards of a hundred thousand plus people in treatment. Okay, so forty three thousand people in treatment. What happens to those people? They're just kind of stuck, right? There's nothing. Their, their website literally says like, even if you just ordered, you will not be getting your aligners and you will not be getting a refund. Okay. So let's talk through this. Here's the marketing opportunity. I want to bounce this off of you, Tanner. And I haven't told anybody this. So this is like first time dropping this. What if I was a dentist, what do you think about this? Okay. I want to bounce this off of you. I was a dentist and I said, Hey, anybody who's with smile direct club, if you come in and show me that you were either in treatment or you paid for treatment. I'm going to do your aligner treatment for you and I'm going to discount the cost that you paid for the Smile Direct Club. So if it was $1,800, I'm going to discount it $1,800. I, it's not, and, and listen, there's 43,000 people in treatment. So maybe you have, you know, 500 or 300 or 200 people in your area that actually did it. There's not that many people that are actually going to come to you. They have to pay the additional. But where I think the opportunity lies as the dentist coming in and being a good, the good guy, the savior, when Smile Direct Club dropped the dropped the ball. And I think you could get some press from it. So here's... Okay, go ahead. So here's some immediate things from it, right? So again, you've got to keep the CAC down reasonable. 
depending on how you do the orthodontics, if you're going and you're switching over from Smile Direct Club to Invisalign, you as a dentist have a huge per unit overhead costs on that. Yes. So let's say you charge 5,000, you drop it down at 1,800. You're sp- pretty much breaking even at that. You're breaking point. even. I agree. I Not agree even include that. the CAC of, a, of getting no. that customer to come to your office. So if you do an no. Invisalign case, forget it. Like there's no way that that's going to make sense. No, you're not going to make money. But, but there, I believe there's a media opportunity here. Because if you could go in and do the media opportunity to reduce your CAC, because you were the savior that posted about this on your local news, and you were the one that says, hey, this is the problem and that we're really kind of, every dentist yes. should be the one helping. We know yes. that we definitely are. You get your face yes. out there. That's where your cat goes down and that's where it becomes something of interest. Well, not even, I don't even, I'm not even so much interested. Like, it's like, cool, I'm doing something good. Someone has to fix this, right? Like, I, Dennis warned everybody that this was going to happen. Like, I would say that, like, we warned everybody this was going to happen. So hopefully we pay attention the next time that a company like this brings up. However, because we're dentists, it's still, I believe, our obligation to try to help these people who are stuck. And that's great. You're going to get some aligner people, or you can even say, put a cap on it. I'm only going to help. I'm going to only help, you know, 50 people or 20 people or whatever, right? I'm just going to try to do my part. Hopefully other people do as well. I'm more interested in the feel good of, we're trying to help in this bad situation because this is everywhere. This is, I'm seeing this crop up on all news sites, not just in the dental world, but on every single news site, Smile Direct Club falls down and what happens to all the patients and who's going to take care of these patients. That's, that's kind of the, the world I'm, I'm looking at because go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just say you, you would know better to me the value of positive PR, but in my mind, like I had a partner who before I even joined companies, they did a, um, oh my gosh, the free dentistry group on, they did a group on before this was before oh, group on horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And they said they literally almost went bankrupt because of group. Yeah. Right. They had so many patients coming in that did this thing that they put the group on for that it consumed their schedule. All their existing patients left and then they ended up not making any money. And these were no repeat customers from this. Yeah. Right. I would be scared of that same thing. Of like, sure, you can get positive PR. You're, you're scared that there would get too many, too many people. Right. So then you just put a cap on it. So you say, hey, for the next for the next twelve months, we're going to help ten people every single month. So that's going to be 120 people that we can help. And then that way you don't you you protect your downside and get the unlimited upside of the free publicity. I think that's a huge opportunity because the news right now is all negative. So if you can flip it into positive news on your side as a dentist or as a or as a DSO. That's huge. Like you could ride that wave, that meteor wave really for, for a long ways, I think. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it would be interesting. I would just make sure. I and mean, if you're going to move on it though, you got to move on it now. It's like this now, but the uh, thing comes out, it might be already too late. But. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You'd have to move on it now. Interesting, man. All right. Well, good talk, man. It was good uh, catching up with you. All right. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.